Well, hello everybody. Hello. 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 Great, thank you. Good to see you. <laughs> I need to reposition the fancy things. Well, I will talk a little bit about how we build an open source startup with PRG in mind. So we basically sell to the developers both of times. And I start with a question. Who does not know what open source means? Because I can quickly get around that term if need be. Okay, one person. It means basically we build software and we publish all the code we used to build the software openly and others can dig into it, can reuse it, whatever it is. Is that understandable enough? Perfect. So let's get started in the case. Um, well, I should introduce me, but I think it's worth sharing the team because I do only a little bit of the work besides fundraising and poking customers. But yours are important, so yeah, that's me. And my background is actually behind electronics, so if you have a question on how your car can break down in whatever way, it's a perfect time to ask afterwards. And there is a lot of security going in your car. So, what do we do? We build things that developers do not like to build. So that's the thing everybody needs to have, a login. You see that in e-banking, your insurance contracts and companies, there is a lot of places you see logins and nobody really likes to build that because there is a lot of things you need to consider, things you need to do. And that's what we do. We build logins that the others do not need to. And that comes down to a lot of different flavors, like you want to start in minutes, that's what we sell to developers. And there is a thing you can integrate it into your code and we will take care of the pesky stuff, like the pumping work. And then you can focus building your application, whatever that might be. So that's the, our pitch in just a few lines. But there is more. You want to customize it at one point. You want to have fancy logos, fancy colors, different branding stuff. And so that's what we allow for it as well. And at one point, you want to know what your users are doing. So you want to have analytics and all the interests. So who does what at what time, what happens. That's what we provide to our customers, basically. I think hopefully that it's easy enough to get a hold of that. Otherwise, just shout up because I can elaborate way longer than need be. So our challenge is, okay, how do you build a PLG engine, so a product like growth, with an open source company? Because our code is public, everybody can copy it, but still we want to make some money with it. And there is a unique approach in that space, which is more common in the US style startups than in the Europeans. There is some European startup doing it, but not many. So, to share some learnings. As we sell to developers, we have a bottom-up sales process, basically. So, we appeal to them, we have great APIs, we have great code, they can use it in whatever means possible. They can use it for free as well, and I will come to that in a minute. But what we found out is really important during the journey is content is oxygen for the community. And why do I mention community? It's basically all the developers use Citadel for their projects, collaborate as community with other and with each other and help each other. And if you want to have something that can grow on its own, you basically need to build a community where people chat with each other, they ask questions. And as startup, you want to do one thing right there. You want to have the meaningful content to provide the critical mass because if you reach critical mass, people will start talking about you without you. 
In the early days, you need to push the effort, you need to always push for content, but as soon as you hit critical mass, that can be a self-propelling thing. And that's really one of the vital and crucial insights we found out, because if people talk about us, that's basically free ads. We do not invest anything in that end, and it drives traffic to our website, which leads to conversion. That's what we do. And it's a huge pain to get that rolling, and you can ask me afterwards details, but it's really one of the most crucial things we did on our effort. Then there is also the thing of SEO, search engine optimization. I, I think everybody heard it, but what we identified there is you know, be nice to crawlers, like be nice to the Googles, the Bings, and the Yahoo's and whatnot. And what thing we identified there is we started hosting blog, our documentation, and all the content that we have within one domain. So there's basically citadel.com slash docs, citadel.com slash blogs, citadel.com pricing, whatever you have, host it in one domain because it will give the, uh, the crawler a way better way of accessing your data and structuring what people are searching for. And I can tell you, this gave us a huge boost in regard of traffic that basically increased our organic traffic from Google's end like 100%-ish within a month. So, and we did nothing else than we ditched docs.citadel.com and replaced it with citadel.com slash docs. That's all we did. We didn't even change the, the content. So, valuable lesson there. If you want to go after organic traffic, you should consider that really. So, to keep, to be meaningful of time as well. There is other things that can impact CEO. <laughs> We changed the way we host our website, where we use Netify in the past, we changed it to Vercel, but don't be fooled by the names, it makes no difference. Point is, the tip you see there is where we change our hosting provider. So be mindful when you change your hosting provider, it will impact your skill score. That means Google will less likely crawl your site, the other crawls as well, which leads to a better impression count on Google, which in turn is better bad, bad conversion. That's about it. It's really like plain and simple. So if you ever change your hosting out of your website, be mindful. It might impact your score there. Um, what, what's also a crucial learning is, especially as a tech startup, which as a, a narrow field of application, is you need to give your customers or potential customers a quick glance on what you're doing. And you can either start explaining what you're doing, like I'm going to build the next great login thingy and blah, blah, blah. Or you can just tell, hey, we are better than XYZ. And if XYZ is already known in the market, or case it was off zero, it's kind of a multi-billion company in the space, you can basically harness their skill for your end because you can say, I am the off zero alternative, and people understand quickly, like in 30 seconds, what you're doing. You need to change that at one point. And I can tell you, right now, we're in the midst of rebranding that stuff because we ditch now, hey, we are the off zero alternative, and now we start pitching, hey, we can do XYZ. And the reason is now we have traffic on our website, and people already know our name, and so it's easier for us to explain what we do. But rather than explaining stuff, just go ahead and use some alternative thing that you can relate to. It really easily gives people the impression of what you're doing. 
So really crucial learning right there. If you have metrics, don't be confused by them too, too early. And we have GitHub stars that's basically a thumbs up on Facebook. You can think of it like that. The developer likes our product, it will give you a star. That's what it is in GitHub. And that gives you interest right there. So stars are steadily climbing. That tells you people are interested in your product. It does not mean they engage with your product. But for us as company, engagement is way more critical. And that's why we have a second job there, downloads. We measure the amount of downloads people do from our software, and that tells us whether they engage with it. So don't be fooled too easily by some arbitrary proxy metric, if you will, to solve them, a growth case, because yeah, the growth is happening on the right-hand side there, like downloads, conversions, whatever your KPIs is, but that's the important one. The other one is just there to yeah, yeah, highlight some some kind of visibility in the market, that's it. It's important to remember because otherwise you will fool yourself. Future challenges. We have a three tier, so like we provide free stuff to people, like really free. You can do, we call it API requests, you can do 25,000 requests to our cloud service for free, no credit card need. But what, that, what does that mean? The, Lower end of the job is like months, like uh, on the left hand side it could be like October, on the right hand side it could be like May, June of the of right now. And you see, we attracted a huge crowd of free customers, but our paid amount is steadily declining in relation to the free amount we provide. So we need to ask ourselves, okay, since paid is growing, Free is growing, but free is way more growing than paid. This indicates clearly that something in our uh, uh, funnel is kind of weird. That might be the pricing needs to be changed. That might be we need to change some of the marketing material. That might be whatever. And you need to figure that out because that will break your company at one point and you will hit your free tier. That's Basically what happens with us right now is the discussion, should we have a free tier, like free for everyone? Should we have a free trial, right? limited in time, you can use it for 30 days or whatnot? Or do we even settle for, hey, our product is there, we can run it on your own. Just our cloud service will cost money. So there is like an intermediate state as well. And that's a question that's an ultimate challenge for each and every open source startup that also runs a cloud service. That's kind of the weird thing we need to, to figure out. And that brings along how the pricing is structured. Right now we work with this one. We have open source, you can use it, run it wherever you like. We have the free plan, and we give you a lot of free stuff there. And then we try to monetize you either the scale plan or the enterprise plan. It's, it's not important what's in there, but yeah, it's conversion and upsetting. That's what's, what's happening there. But we could also work with this, like, why don't we just give away for free the open source project, which we anyway do, and then mm, try to try an offer, the paid offering, because it puts more immediate pressure on decision makers, otherwise they will wait out. And if you want to have a lot of free customers, that can be interesting, but it is not ultimately beneficial for your company. But that decision is nothing to be taken lightly. It can be beneficial to also provide a free service over a long amount of time to attract a sort of crowd, like developers in that case. So that's there. 
That decision is the tricky part we need to figure out to, to have a sustainable growth case because that's what it is in the end of the story. We want to have something that can be monetized uh, for a longer time span. Yeah. So I hope I hope I went through fast enough because I want to give some time for discussion there. That's us at the, I think that was a list on that website. It's quite a little picture already, but but still. We want to be the next open source identity platform, which means wherever the login is there, wherever we need people to manage who connects us what, and they should call us, that's what it is. Have a great evening. Thank you.